We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome in. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN on a Monday morning. Happy Monday. Uh, happy week to you, and it's going to be a hot one today just to Oof. watch out for that. Uh, that's the only thing I've been thinking about all weekend long. I shaved ahead of today. To be warm? I hadn't shaved like in a while, and uh, you know, you just you're carrying around like a little bit of a beard, and when it gets hot, I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I knew it was going to be hot today, so I just shaved. Shave and a haircut, so you're I'm, a lot cooler than you would have been three days ago. I the weather forecast will <laughs> totally, absolutely determine special events and the weather are how I determine when to get haircuts. You know, I I love warm weather. But this is extreme. It's like people who like uh, the winter, but, you know, obviously you get to an extreme. This is an extreme. It's uncomfortable. The AC's got to be at a super high te- or super low temperature today. This is getting out this morning reminded me of this will paint a picture in your mind of, you know, those uh, if you ever uh, taken a road trip down to Florida or Georgia or, you know, you're down in the south where it's very humid and one of those very warm states over the summer and you're getting ready to leave early in the morning before the sun comes up and it's still very warm out oh, yeah. there. It's still kind of sticky. You hear the bugs going, you kind of smells like that warm uh you know air you can kind of smell the humidity in there that's what it was like this morning yeah for sure we were walking in uh but you have a good weekend joe yeah i uh i can't complain it was a nice uh eventful not i'm sorry nice uneventful restful weekend uh, I know you were. Uh, you had a very busy weekend. I did the complete opposite. We're always every weekend is a busy. You're, weekend. You have uh, the busiest summer uh, of of anyone I know of any summer. I mean, it's every weekend you've got something on the calendar, which is pretty. My cool. favorite part is like uh, my wife will say, like last week, she was uh, saying, "Well, when are we, you know, getting started on this backyard and you know, starting to get started on the work and getting some bushes and things to plant in there and you know, going to make it look nice." And I'm like, "Well, what do you?" We're doing something every week. <laughs> like, when am I home on a Saturday? Never. Um, we went to the no. We went out to Rochester for the weekend. We were at the uh, took our son to the Strong Museum, which is uh, just a super cool. I mean, that is the place for kids, and I think I mean kids of basically all ages, because he's just a toddler now, 
And there's, I mean, there's something for everyone there from toddler all the way to, I mean, I think you can be a teenager and walk through there and enjoy some of the stuff that they have. It's, you know, kind of cool to see all the different things. Did you enjoy some of the stuff? I enjoyed some. They had a bubble hockey table. Nice. Uh, my son is too uh, young to play against me, but <laughs> they had a bubble hockey table. They had some really cool things. Um, I mean, he was super excited. Uh, it, it was, it was cool. It's, um, it's a unique place, right? Because it's trying to be a few different things at once. Like it's trying to be this uh, place where kids can go and play and have a great time, and it does a great job at that. But it's also at the same time, it is a museum. So like along the route, you are seeing like classic toys, and then there's you know a lot of stuff that if you want to stick by and read and kind of do the museum stuff, you can. And it is a little strange how they clash. Like at various points where uh, really just one kind of stuck out in my mind. Like they have uh, women in gaming, uh, like Isle kind of, which is by one. And they have, a, you know, Tomb Raider. Oh, right? yeah. Laura Croft Tomb Raider. One of the first PlayStation games I had. Well, so they have a big statue of Laura Croft Tomb Raider. If you're unfamiliar, you know, just a humongous chest, a tiny waist, skimpy right. clothing, and just this humongous statue. And then, you know, around there is the conversation around Tomb Raider, where, you know, you see all these quotes. It just, oh, a hyper-sexualized version of women that's inappropriate for video. And I'm like, wow, wow this is very interesting, but does it need to be right down the hall from Sesame Street? Right. You know, like, <laughs> I got my kids in Elmo's World's, uh, you know, living room drawing, you know, with a marker, and then I got... Laura Croft and the skimpy <laughs> shorts right down the hall. It's it's a little weird at some points how they overlap. Was Oscar a part of the Sesame Street? Oh, yeah. Oscar, the whole gang was there. Awesome. The whole gang. He was see, driving, that's something I would like. He could drive around Cookie Monster in a cab. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty cool. That's it, for all ages. Yeah, you're right. That is for all ages. I'm 32. I'd love that example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should go. <laughs> no, but it was a fun time uh, throughout the weekend. And, uh, you know, you're starting to see a little bit more of it. And I got it. Uh, and by the way, uh, I should mention uh, that we are throughout the day. If you are in Canada, you went to Canada... You traveled uh, over the border this morning. You're in line right now. You're planning to later in the day. Feel free to give us a call anytime. Yes, yes. 803-0930. Right to the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, 803-0930. We'll take your border experience, how it is, uh, what's going down. You can text us throughout the morning on our Volkswagen Vortex Park text board, too. I do have just one more weather comment. Uh, last night, went out to dinner. And um, certain, you shouldn't have a high-sodium meal the uh, night before a very warm day. And I'm uh, experiencing that right now. The dry, you know, um, went to, uh, let's just say, a steakhouse that, you know, brings steak around on a stick. And uh, a lot of sodium in those meals. And um, not the meal to have before a very humid day. Probably should have second-guessed that one before making the reservation. Is that a thing? I never heard, I never knew that before. Well, that's how you I don't feel want right to now. eat a lot when it's very hot. That makes sense. Well, the night before, just something that would literally dry you out, take a lot of... The, you know, with all the sodium, you wake up with a dry mouth. You want to be hydrated yeah. on a day like today. That you've been pounding water there throughout the entire day. I, yes, that's um, why. But, you know, in Rochester, and they're kind of, uh, they're going through, right, some of the same things that we're going through here. So you, you go into that museum and you see the uh, sign masks strongly encouraged, oh. uh, you know, uh, per the health department, uh, you know, no mandate. We were at the zoo, and it's, you know, you don't wear a mask, but if you go into a building, 
There's a sign on there that says masks required, um, you know, to go into a building or something like that. I didn't know um, when I went to go to the bathroom, the door was open, uh, but there, I was supposed to be wearing a mask. My wife scolded me after, oh. and I asked her if she called the police, and she said no. Uh, but it's, <laughs> I sh- she should have noticed someone breaking the law. She should have contacted the authorities. No. But. Uh, that is different than the science museum here, where I believe you had to wear a mask. Yeah, mask is all the time. I, so it's different, you know, organizations in charge of, you know, what they're able to do. And then and people can make their own decisions of what they feel comfortable doing. If you want to wear a mask while you're, right, uh, you know, walking through and uh, doing that, you can. If you don't, then you don't go. Or you can go to one of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of other places that aren't uh, requiring the mask. You want to go to the zoo? You, you just hang out outside, outside if you don't want to wear a all mask. All the cool and... stuff's outside anyway. That's pretty uh, It's pretty true, depending on what zoo you go The zoo we were at yesterday, all the cool stuff is outside anyway. I've never been to the Rochester Zoo, but I'm guessing it's close to the Buffalo Zoo. Um, Smaller. Smaller. Smaller for sure. Got some cool giraffes. Oh, I love them. Yeah. And love they giraffes. still have their elephants. Oh, good. Which is nice to see. Is that where the Buffalo ones went? Uh, no. <laughs> um, and uh, the lions. You can get pretty close to the lions. Uh, this is, so it is pretty cool. But anyways. Uh, but it is. it does kind of bring you back to the conversation of what is uh, what is the best way to move forward with COVID. And we talked about that with Steve Roberts a little bit earlier <laughs> this morning, who, you know, it, it's he was talking about the politicization of, of COVID, and I, you know, it's I'm talking about or I'm thinking about him having this discussion, and I I keep thinking, well, you're doing it as we're talking about what a problem it is. Yes, that you're talking about it's a not a good idea to have this politicized. Well, you're politicizing it by saying that well, most of the vaccine resistors voted for Trump. That's politicizing the argument. And it's also throwing out, I mean, a big chunk of data. One of the things he did was he was uh, he said he was citing data on, well, we see from polling that most of the people who say they'll never get the vaccine also voted for the president. And, you know, to that I'll say, well, that's nice. You know, polling is maybe reliable, depending on what the sample size is, depending on who you're asking. Um, and we've seen in many cases in the past few years that you can't necessarily rely on polling. You can't rely on actual data, right? Right? Uh, you can't rely on actual data that says less than half of black and Hispanic people have received at least one dose of COVID vaccine as of the beginning of the month in the vast majority of states reporting data. That's actual data. That's not polling data. And that's data that says, well, it's not just one specific group of people, one specific political group of people. It's a diverse group of people all across the board who have not gotten vaccinated. So if you're going to have that discussion and totally ignore half, you know, even if it's 25 percent of the people you're talking about, how can you be taken seriously? No, and I do find it very, uh, very funny that of all people, Steve Roberts talks about how uh, COVID-19, how the virus has been politicized and Brian, to your point, it's not saying that there aren't a number of of people that voted for President Trump that are unvaccinated, but you're right. They completely ignore that, as you said, it's a diverse group. There are other, it, there are other large groups of people 
that probably didn't vote for the president um, that are unvaccinated. And it's completely ignored because people like Steve Roberts, news outlets like CNN, they want to focus on, hey, Trump is, tell- is not telling his, uh, his voters to get vaccinated. And, and it's one thing to make it political. Right. It, it's another thing that it's kind of seeping to me deeper than uh, being political because political allegiances change. And how tied are you to a political party? You know, I I think for some people, they're very tied. You know, it's a big part of your identity. But I think for a lot of people, it's, you know, you're willing to vote for who you like the most, regardless of party. I think that's true for quite a few people. The candidate that makes the most sense. Yeah, I I think that you're, you know, willing to look at things uh, outside of what your, you know, your party would have to say. Uh, but what we've done, I think, with this discussion is it's now kind of starting to jump from being a political discussion to now it's it's like this personal liberty culture war, right? Where that is, you know, that is a more deeply held belief. And when you start to, you know, kind of move this into talking about your personal freedom, a personal liberty then people are going to really push back hard against whatever the idea is. So I I just think by encouraging vaccination rather than mandating it and activating now this personal liberty response, or you're going to tell me I can't do one thing because of what? Because I'd rather rely on natural immunity as opposed to vaccination immunity because I'm not comfortable in taking a vaccine yet um, for whatever reason that is whether that's a cultural or political reason, that's going to result in more people becoming entrenched in their opposition. And how that has not been realized yet is beyond me. You really wonder who's in the room making those decisions, right? Because we've now been talking for over a month about how their attempt to to reach in the unvaccinated is not working. And is it because they are targeting the wrong or they're, they're only targeting certain groups and not all groups of unvaccinated people? Or, Brian, is it, hey, they're not listening to you. You're, you're not the one that's going to get uh, unvaccinated people uh, to change their mind and get vaccinated. It, it's it's really interesting that a month or two later, since we have been talking about it, it is still an issue, and not only with the Biden administration, but throughout governments in the country. But you have a bunch of people who are telling half the country, hey, you're a problem. You're being an idiot. Oh, I wonder why that that's not being uh, taken so well. And, we're, you know, Joe, as we said, we're doing two, uh, this is a brain exercise this morning. Ooh. Two big stories at once uh, today, and that is also the border. Rob in Cheektowaga, you're on WBEN. We want to talk to people who are attempting to cross, who have crossed one or the other. Are you looking to get into Canada, Rob? Um, well, yes, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I'm half Canadian, so I grew up uh, born in Cornwall moved over here at a young age. So even this summer, being, being very hard to go back up and see relatives, we had to try to do what we could. So we met in the middle of the river uh, by boat and said hello to relatives. That's the only way we could see each other. I think what's happening is it's, it's, they're trying to – it's really hurting people as well as businesses, and it's really hurting families. This whole 72-hour getting the COVID test and you have to be within, like, so many hours, and it might be a three-hour wait. Even if you're like two minutes past the deadline, I've heard now that they're not going to let you in Canada because you're past the 72 hours. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy what they're doing. We can't go across to check on our properties. Um, They're making it really difficult. I know some people aren't getting over there, but it's so many hoops. 
it's just I don't want to go over there right now because there's so much I've got to go through and put in uh, in motion to get there, and it could just fall through at the last second if I get to the border and I can't get across. It's just it's absolutely crazy that it's hurting my family and my relatives in Canada that we can't see each other personally. It's kind of strange to think of all the different things you have to think of now that you never really did before. I mean, maybe we took a border crossing for granted, or maybe that's how it's always supposed to be. But you never really thought twice about it. If you have an enhanced license, um, if you have, I mean, before that, it was just really an ID or, you know, something like that that you needed to cross or a passport. You, you can kind of be waved right through. Now it's so much more. And Rob, there doesn't really seem to be any talk of getting rid of some of these restrictions. And I, I, you would have to, I would imagine in your case, uh, are you planning like maybe a month from now, um, you know, trying to make this trip? Uh, what is your future plan? Our future plans are going back up uh, to the North Country where it's a little bit more relaxed to get over and you can get over a little quicker uh, towards like the Thousand Islands and up that way where we're from. It is quite easier to get across. They don't really, um, you know, we used to give high fives to our neighbors who are the border agents and saying, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. I'll be back in like two hours. Now it's like, you know, that's the only way to get up there is to say, hey, we're coming up, you know. You get the COVID test real quick there, and the lines aren't there. You can get across, hopefully, um, faster. So we are planning on doing something like that here in the next, like, I don't know, maybe a month and a half and going back up that way just to get one more um, face-to-face kind of encounter if we can try to before the winter hits because um, as school starts, the kids get back. It's going to be hard and harder for us to get back up there and get over there. Hey, Rob, thanks for the call. Uh, great to talk with you, and good luck with that situation in the future. Again, if you're on the road, you cross the border, we want to know what it's like. I mean, we can tell you all the things you need. Uh, we can tell you what you need to do, uh, what you shouldn't be doing, but I've been in the studio all morning long, so I don't know what it's actually like on the border or crossing. So if you have any insight to that, let us know, 803-0930. And it's funny, you talk about how easy it is, you know, how easy it's always been for us to just go over if it was an ID, your birth certificate, passport, enhanced license. And it could be one of those things, Brian, where we could say, hey, let's go to Canada tomorrow. Now it's something that you actually have to think. You have to go get the test. It is a process just to get to the border um, and then hopefully get over and get tested again. Maybe get tested. That's the one thing I hadn't heard. There have been a lot of questions about that. It was almost assumed that everyone was going to be tested again at the border. But from the feedback that we've gotten so far, it appears that that's not the case for most people. So that's some good news, I that's- guess. If you were counting on that extra step um, or to be taken to you know, one of these off-site testing centers to have a second test, it doesn't appear that that's been a very big issue so far this morning. I've got uh, friends that got to their property uh, up in Ontario at 5 a.m. this morning. They may be asleep. I'm hoping they're not, and hopefully they can join us in the next segment. It'll be the first time they've been to that house in over a year. Uh, They've still been paying a lot of bills for their yard to be taken care of, their house to be taken care of. But this will be the first time they actually get to check up on their property uh, in over a year, hoping to uh, touch base with them in the next segment. I mean, come on. That's over a year. You're outside of that property. You're unable to go back to Canada. And now you're getting the return. And even though you've been paying somebody to hopefully keep up with it. Yeah. 
I that's got to be a nervous feeling. There was a tree that was removed from their property that they said when they left looked fine, and then they got a bill from the uh, the government of Fort Erie for eight hundred dollars. <laughs> they said, "Oh, this was dying. We removed it for you." They they didn't know. <laughs> they had no what. They had no idea it was fine when the last time they had been there. Which they show up, the tree's still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're going to remove it. It's going to happen. We were in the process. Sometime in the future. It's uh, it's happening soon. Well, if you are crossing the border, you have crossed, let us know, 803-0930 throughout the morning here on WBEN. And we're also talking about this uh, question of restriction. Will they return? Will they won't? I, are you putting blame on people who have not gotten vaccinated for any restrictions that return? Or are you putting blame on the people who are putting the restrictions in place. Something else we'll talk about when we get back here on BMAS and Beamer and WBE. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Uh, throughout the morning, we're taking your calls. If you've headed across the border, you've dealt with the border patrol, or you're on your way, you're about to be later today or sometime this week uh, heading into Canada as the border opens, you can feel free to give us a call at 803 But also, you know, talking about uh, the vaccine and the conversation around it, which was a big topic of discussion this morning. We had Steve Roberts on. If you want to go back and listen to that interview, you can do so at the podcast tab at WBEN.com. Uh, but the thing, I missed this on the news reports, Joe. And that is, I did not know that the unvaccinated American council had a meeting recently <laughs> where they decided that uh, none of them are going to get the vaccine and because of that everyone in home depot is going to have to wear a mask because that's seemingly how it's being uh, portrayed right now it's how it's being portrayed and the the whole going back to the mask thing steve robert brought this up we had a guest on hardline yesterday that brought brought wearing the mask thing up and if if these if these individuals either in politics or in the medical profession don't think that telling vaccinated people they have to wear a mask is also contributing to unvaccinated people saying, 
Well, then why the hell would I go get the vaccine? These are people who are already against it. They're already asking questions. And now you're telling those who, like me, went and got the vaccine so I could get back to normal. And you're telling them, well, just put the mask on. What's so hard about that? Well, that's going to that's turning off an unvaccinated person. And I'm not really sure how that kind of common sense isn't seen by the people who are trying to convince those to get the vaccine. And there's a couple things. I mean, there's a lot of things I take issue with just in general. But in this conversation, that, and one of them is the, the term the unvaccinated, which yes. I think is is bad to begin with. The un, like it's a second class of citizen. Like right. it, it, you're lumping everybody in this group of just below everyone else. It doesn't matter what your reasoning is. We found out, right, it was uh, the band The Offspring, their drummer, uh, they kicked him out of the band. Yeah. Because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Why wouldn't he get vaccinated? Well, one, he's had COVID in the past. Two, his doctor advised him not to get the vaccine because of prior health conditions related to, I I believe, something with his heart that said that his doctor said, listen, there's been a few cases of this. You have some form of immunity already. I think for you, it's probably not worth the risk. So he's kicked out of the band. Now he's among the unvaccinated. You know, it doesn't matter what you're... Uh, apparently, uh, most minorities are among the unvaccinated that we all talk down to. I, I just... I take issue with that. I think it's just a bad way of speaking. I, I, I don't like it at all. And you said it perfectly. It's it's this talking down to those who haven't gotten the unva- the, the vaccine. I was about to say, who haven't gotten the unvaccinated. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the, it is this, this from our elected officials, from, you know, the offspring drummer. He listened to his doctor, uh, but the band is listening to America's doctor, uh, Dr. Fauci. I guess he knows his health better than his own personal doctor. You know, to pretend that, you know, one thing is true for the health of every single person in America and across the world, I I mean, come on, like, let's let's take a step back and look at this. Uh, The people are in different situations. And the, the second thing that I've been taking issue with is this, and I mentioned to Steve Roberts that, you know, every morning they pass along some notes, just what they're thinking, what they're talking about, you know, some, uh, you know, thought stirrers to get uh, your thoughts going for questions or different things you want to talk about with them. And in that is uh, this sentence, irritation and frustration rising among those who have gotten the shot but have to live with renewed restrictions because so many fellow citizens refuse to get jabbed. And that is... I think a great um, twisting of what's really going on when it comes to uh, this. Because, like I said, there's no great unvaccinated council that are making the rules for everybody right. based on people. No, you have certain people in decision, uh, in uh, places of power, making decisions that have been for the past year and a half who are deciding whether or not masks will be in place in certain uh, areas who are deciding whether or not uh, a vaccine passport is necessary who are deciding whether or not you can have x amount of people in a stadium or an arena or whether this business or that business that can be open that is not being decided by the unvaccinated people now they might say that we're doing this on behalf of people who have not gotten the covid vaccine but people who have chosen to not get, and Joe, this is something we both said a bunch of times. Yes. People who have chosen to not get vaccinated are making a decision at their own individual yes. risk. 
Right. They're making now many doctors would say they're making a poor health decision at their own individual risk. I just read a story though about a 600-pound 30-year-old <laughs> who was featured on TV who passed away. And we have allowed we have not only allowed them to make poor individual health decisions consistently. We've encouraged <laughs> that right. by putting it on TV. Yep. And then the cause of death by the way is not determined yet. But right. those people are not posing a health threat to those who have gotten the vaccine. Right. No matter what you hear, the science does not show that unvaccinated people are passing it to vaccinated people. That, like on, you on said. great numbers. And, and this is the other thing. If we are to dig into, if we're to believe the headlines that go kind of against what the CDC said, remember the New York Times headline, uh, the Delta variant can spread like chicken, like pox, chicken pox, even amongst the vaccinated. Well, even if that was true... Then we all should be, you know, in our houses. And it wouldn't matter to anyone, if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, that it would contribute to the spread at all. Because as of right now, we're being told that everybody right. can contribute to the spread of the new Delta variant. So that means vaccination might matter even less. That would actually give people less of an incentive if, uh, to get vaccinated if they think that, well, I can spread it just as easily as the person next to me. Even though that's not the case, even though we went through that last week, the CDC data does not show that. It it's shows a new that, week. you know, uh, we, as uh, someone who's vaccinated, you're less likely to uh, develop the virus. You're less likely to spread the virus. Uh, but still, this is the message that's being put out there. And I, I just don't know why we're going into this water of we need to vaccinate absolutely everybody, full stop. Even those who don't want it, and we're telling you that you cannot return to normal until that happens. And it's the fault of these people, not the ones making the decisions, but it's the fault of your neighbors. Remember, by the way, I mean, your community, it's 30% or so of people have not gotten the vaccine. It's the fault of the people you see every day as to why you have to live with these restrictions, not the people making the decisions. And right. that is just not the right way to look at it. Again, and making the decisions against the science. Brian, I hate to keep repeating myself, but like you said, we let people make awful decisions every day. There's someone making an awful health decision right now that the state of New York, the United States of America has no say about. If you are unvaccinated, you know the risk. And you know what? You know who knows that? The unvaccinated. You don't think they know after... 19 months, the risk they are taking, they know the risk they are taking, and they feel comfortable with that risk. And you know what? I hate to also repeat this, but you also have people that just have natural uh, immunity to COVID by having COVID, and there are people out there. It, the Offspring's drummer is not the only person in the country whose doctor said, do not get the vaccine. There are people within that number who have been told, who have been advised by their doctor, I know someone who's been advised by their doctor uh, to not get the vaccine until six months removed from having COVID. So nothing that Joe Biden, Steve Roberts, even Dr. Fauci can say that that person would get vaccinated, but he turns on his TV. Oh, and he's the blank um, because he's not getting the vaccine. No, he's doing that on doctor's orders. There's been over a year and a half of being able to observe people who have been infected with COVID natural immunity is still effective and going strong. Um, there was an Israeli study that had found a greater protection among those with natural immunity versus those with vaccinated immunity. And that's just using the vaccine, of course, that they have in Israel. And that's just one study. Right. And you shouldn't draw conclusions from one study. 
But to completely ignore that the way is just another reason why people are questioning. You want to know why people are not getting the vaccine? I don't, I really do not think it has anything to do with whether I voted for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, right. as seems to be the overwhelming narrative that, by the way, is disproven by numbers. Just, if you look at that, it might be the case that the majority of people in a certain segment are Trump supporters as opposed to not to have not gotten vaccinated. But that does not account for the minority community that has not gotten vaccinated right. in larger numbers. So right. the numbers don't necessarily back that up. The numbers show a very diverse population of America that has chosen not to get the vaccine. Yet we're only focusing on one bit and then acting like we want to solve the entire problem. Right. If you want to solve the entire problem, you would act and spread your message to the entire people. You wouldn't also uh, use words like the New York Times reporter talking about the Obama <laughs> birthday party, right? Um, uh, she said the uh, justification was because he only invited a, this is the quote, a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. Right. It's oh, don't worry. These are only sophisticated vaccinated people who were allowed at this party. So (laughs) we have no concerns. None of you dummies were uh, able to come. I that is the talk that is turning people out and creating this us versus them. It's not so much what the president said or what a former president said over a year ago as much as it is what is continuing to be shown all throughout. Here is the way to, you know, we had poll numbers thrown out. We had real numbers thrown out, uh, you know, to us. We have this question of natural immunity. There's all these questions. You know, a quick way to go about this is to throw no spin on it whatsoever. To give me data. That's asking a lot. No editorial comment whatsoever. In 2021? But that's the way. (laughs) I I know. If you are looking for people to make an educated decision, uh, people in general are not stupid. They can tell when something is editorialized, they can tell when something is more of an urge or a push than just presenting you with some information. If all that information was laid out there, people would be able to make the decision that's best for them. And yes, there comes a time and there is a line drawn where you will have a segment of the population that is not going to make the best decision for you or for their health. You're going to have to live with that. We're all right. going to have to live with that. Right. And, uh, it, and we're going to have to learn to live with that going forward. We can't keep. Yeah, no, exactly. And I thought that was known going in. We said 70 percent. We hit that 70 percent. And Brian, an expression I don't like to overuse, but it seems like now the goalposts keep moving back. And, you know, not not to get overly political, but you have people like Steve Roberts that wants to throw shade. Again, they want to use the virus to throw shade at a guy who hasn't been in the White House for eight months, mind you. Um, A year ago, the current member in the White House uh, was telling you not to get the vaccine if one was developed under President Trump. So this has been The governor was. Governor Cuomo, you said, I would not trust. You had Kamala Harris and Governor Cuomo both saying, well, I would not trust a vaccine that was uh, developed under this administration. And then turning around and wondering why people aren't going to trust a vaccine. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You can't say both things. You know what would have been better? To just say nothing. That's, I think, what we've been talking about louder and louder over the past two weeks that, you know, we've tried everything. Steve Roberts says the Biden administration has tried absolutely everything. Well, there's one thing they haven't tried, and that's trying nothing. Right. And there's a possibility. (laughs) I know it sounds stupid, but by trying nothing and saying, listen, we've dealt with this the best we can. We have given you the tools to combat this virus to keep yourself and your family safe. 
do with that as you will. Right. And you can make the decision. Talk to your doctor. Uh, you Take your time if you want. Um, you know, here, we're going to keep up this running tab. You can go to this website and track how many people are in the hospital. You can see how much virus is in your community. You can see the spread. These are all the tools. But we are not going to go on TV any longer and say one way or another what you should do with that information. We're going right. to give you the information and trust the American people. And I think you'd be surprised with what you found. For as much as we say all the time, hey, you underestimate how uh, you know stupid people can be at some times. I think we also underestimate how smart people can be with yeah. their information. I think we also underestimate how much people distrust not just one source, not just the current or former president, not just one news channel, but everybody in their yeah. entirety, how much distrust there is and how much that's been uh, you know, fostered over the last year and a half of everybody who has been out with this message before. And like we said, it does it crosses political parties. It's distrust of it goes, the right wing side. Uh, it's distrust of Trump supporters, as we've heard this morning. It's distrust of the left wing side. It's distrust of uh, Cuomo and Harris, who came out and said that they're not trusting. Uh, the, I mean, it is everywhere, and it doesn't really matter what party we're talking about. The distrust is there. It goes beyond parties, Brian. As you said, I mean, there are people that don't trust government. They don't care what party you are. They don't care who the president is. They don't trust anything that comes out of Washington, D.C. And guess what? They don't trust anything that is said in the media. So, Brian, I don't think it sounds that crazy to say, hey, like you said, here are the stats. You know what's going on. I mean, unless you live under a rock, you know what's been going on for the last 18 months. Here's the information. Here's the stats. But go back to living your life because you're at a point now where there are more people that are worried about possible limitations in the next month than are actually worried about the virus. I mean, and we have we have people who text in with points that I agree with. Yet I'm going to say it's I I, I know where it's coming from. Uh -oh. I know where the thought is coming from. Right? You know, eating hot dogs and chicken McNuggets, but don't getting the don't get the vaccine because you don't know what's in it. Listen, I'm agreeing with the statement, but at the same time. <laughs> Um, if you really agree with the statement and you agree with the idea that whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's the former president, whether, you know, whoever it is in a public facing has a responsibility to push, push, push with the vaccine, because then you also have the responsibility to stand with a picket sign in front of every fast food uh, place and tell people that what you're doing is harming your body. Yeah. You also have a you, every time you see someone riding a bike without a helmet. You should be standing there and stopping them and telling them to slap a helmet on. Uh, you should. How many Americans die from alcohol? Eighty-five thousand a year, I think. I do. We have a responsibility to end all talk, promotion, advertising. You'll never see that. No. Nope. Right. Um, I mean, you lose over three hundred thousand people to obesity or obesity-related heart disease every year. I, I mean, that is the point that I think we're trying to get across here. Is listen, we know there is a right decision for most people, and from listening to doctors, is to get this vaccine. Uh, for most people, that is generally going to be true over a certain age point, right, uh, that, that we uh, hear that from our doctors and people who we trust. But to pretend like everybody is, A, going to fall into that category, and B, 
going to follow that is sorely mistaken. Yeah. At some point, we do have to realize that a push to get every single walking American to take this vaccine, it is not going to end particularly well. What you're going to end up with is a category of Americans who are vulnerable and forced out of society. It is capital T, capital U, the unvaccinated, the term I don't really like to use. And they are going to be treated like a second-class citizen, maybe for no good reason, maybe because of the um, advice of their personal doctor, maybe because they have chosen to uh, take their natural immunity from a prior COVID infection. Uh, Maybe it's because of some other decision that they've made. Uh, Maybe it's because they're making a bad decision. I don't know that. But if we're going to start judging everybody who's made a bad decision and pointing fingers for the rest of our lives, we are in for a lot of uh, a lot of hot takes and a, a really long <laughs> livelihood here. I don't know if I'm ready for that. We got a lot of time to make up. A lot of time to make up when it comes to that, Brian. And, you know, I will even say there's this category. There are people out there that were waiting it out. And you know what? Might be close to saying, all right, I'll go get the vaccine. And you and I have talked about this in depth over the last few weeks. And they just turn on their TV. They just go on Twitter and they see from reputable sources like the AP and they hear uh, this term breakthrough cases, which you know how that bothers me when we're talking breakthrough. And they go, well, why am I going to get this? 35,000 breakthrough cases last week? Why would I even go instead of, you know, reading into it that an asymptomatic person for some reason counts as as a uh, breakthrough case? Again, I think a lot of you're going to have a segment of people that will, will never ever get the vaccine no matter what and like you said brian maybe that is a bad decision maybe they're making a bad decision but that is their right to make that decision um but i think a lot another section of those people may have been waiting for fda approval or said okay you know what i've seen enough i'm going to go get it and now they see this misleading information and they backed out it's what's more like we said this what five weeks ago What's more likely to uh, convince people that getting vaccinated is a right choice for them? Is it A, listening to somebody tell them that you need to do it uh, who half the country hates? Or is it B, looking around and seeing millions and millions of people uh, do this with no major side effect, which is generally happening? I think the answer is pretty clear, and yet we're not really uh, we're not paying any attention to that answer at all. And that's something you could say five weeks ago. It's something that the conversation. Listen, I still think uh, deserves to be highlighted now after the conversation that we had with Steve Roberts a little earlier yeah. today. That again, you can go to the podcast tab, wben.com, and uh, listen to. I what would get you to cross the border, Joe? Not to make an abrupt turn, but like, is there something with all the hoops you have to jump through now? What is a thing? I mean, you know, made up. It could be anything. Okay. Uh, to um, get you to cross the border. I mean, I love the karaoke bar on Clifton Hill. <laughs> Not enough for me to go through the hoops now, but I'm hoping to get back there. I'm hoping to be able to do a night in Niagara Falls, Ontario. But Brian, you should know this answer better than anyone. What's the one thing that would get me over to Canada if Virginia Tech was playing a football <laughs> game on the other side of the border? You know, I would have you know ten things stuck up my nose if that's what it took to get across the border. Yeah, playing the Canadian. Canadian universities because yes. that's uh, who they're competing with now, right? That's about as good that's as the uh, new the ACC. Team. That's uh, um, I'm just trying to think this for me because I, I I think if I had owned property, I would be up there oh, yeah. as soon as possible just to check on how that is and probably try and sell it. 
Um, <laughs> right? Um, if I have family, for sure, um, to be able to see people who I haven't in a while who I cared about. Uh, I think, personally, what's going to be mine is I'm hoping that uh, the U.S. soccer team is playing a World That's Cup right. qualifier in Toronto. It's rumored for Vancouver. It might be Toronto uh, it, coming up in January. That would be oh, – jeez. Look at, look look at, at Siri My going – watch exactly what you're talking about. Is listening to every word I'm saying. I think that might be enough to nudge me, and I'm hoping by then that some of these restrictions are in place but or out of place. But looking at the list of everything you have to do, I would say I would do all of that to go to that game. So if you owned property, you'd be looking to sell after the last 18 months. Could you blame me? No, not at all. I just uh, that was interesting. I, <laughs> I think I would be. I think I would be just having that uncertainty there. And you yep. leave it, and who knows what could happen in the next week before you get back, right? That's I mean, true. all of that could be taken away. So I wouldn't want to play any game. But that's just me personally speaking. Hey, if you're going over the border anytime this week, uh, we want to know your experience. So you'll have the lines open. No matter what we're talking about, we will have the lines open to hear about that, hear how it was. Maybe you've seen it's the first time you've seen your property in two years. And it, uh, just tell us a rundown of how it looks, what kind of problems you, you ran into. We'd uh, like to hear it all. But we'll be back tomorrow, same time, right here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.